This is Love Talk, the Monica Marshall Podcast. For everyone who desires honest soul-to-soul conversations that will encourage, empower, and fire you up to break strongholds, establish your role in God's plan for this world, and to take bold actions. Here's your host, Monica Marshall. Hi, friends. We are currently in a fall series called Fear Not, Daily Reminder of Who is in Charge. My hope is that each day you grow more and more in confidence and develop a supernatural courage and boldness. Hey, friends. I hope you're doing really well on this beautiful day. Today, let's talk about those who fear the Lord. Is there anything different about them? Can we pick them out of the crowd? Realizing that a person is God-fearing usually makes us be more open to trust them and to invite them into our lives. There's usually something that seems to set them apart from the crowd. I often hear people say that they saw a light shine through those they described as God-fearing, an unexplainable joy within. The way they live shows us that they are guided by a strong moral compass. They treat others with grace and kindness, and their faith in the unknown is impossible to understand from the worldly perspective. So how do we pick them out in a crowd? Or how do we realize which side of the fear we are on? One of the noticeable characteristics of God-fearing people is their deep desire to obey and please Him in all things. They obey His commands, reject the sin and its temptation, and live according to His word. They also don't hesitate to take action when directed by the Lord. How often do you hear your Christian friends say that they are doing something that may seem plain crazy because the Lord told them to do so? I know that in my circle of friends, this phrase is used daily, without hesitation. So is filtering words and actions through His Word. They honor the Word of God. They are quick to do what it says. They read it, memorize it, and live it in a very obedient way. The obedience of His commands extends to how they treat people family, friends, and strangers. Since they received the forgiveness through repentance, they became people who are able to extend forgiveness and grace to others. They know the feeling. We all let others down and others let us down equally much. But have you noticed a difference between how those who fear and love the Lord forgive versus those who don't? Sadly, I know a lot of people that I let down in one way or another who hold a grudge. Some go as far as pretending that I don't exist. They just can't forgive. On another side, those guided by Jesus' command to love one another spend time sharing with me how I hurt them and extending forgiveness. Furthermore, we ended so many of those conversations united in prayer and walked away from each other with a very healthy bond. We both learned. 
this is actually how one of my longest friendships originated and it continues because we both know how to extend grace to each other. God-fearing people draw near to and enjoy intimacy with him. This type of relationship is available to all believers and some take advantage of it more than others. I used to work with a lady that spent half of her time talking to herself. One day she explained to me that she made it a habit to insert God into all her thoughts and such a process quickly turned into conversations with him. She went as far as asking the Lord to remind her to pick up whatever she needed from a store when she was running around. I have to admit, as a baby believer, I thought she was not right in her head. But as I grew closer to him, I slowly started using her technique. The intimacy with him is something that we need to experience to understand. But I promise you, my friends, it is something you want to develop. Yes, we are his children, fully loved and admired, but we can also become his beloved friends. Those who fear the Lord develop supernatural godly courage. Watching them, we learn that when we fear the Lord more than we fear men, we fear men less than we fear the Lord. They don't back down and stand up for his word and beliefs that he imprinted on their souls. They are not afraid of people. One other thing that you'll notice is that they don't disrespect or undermine the Lord. They speak very highly of him no matter what circumstances they find themselves in. When things are good, they praise him. And when things are bad, they praise him also. How we speak about our Lord is really important. Not only do we show him respect, but we also show others that he is worthy of our respect and establish an expectation of how we want him to be treated. While living a life of respect and reverence of God, they become sanctified. Not only they learn to hate sin, but also become very careful in what they do, say, or even think. The fear of the Lord prevents the weakening of their conscience, which allows them to continue being morally alert. There is something very purifying about fearing the Lord. Our lives become clean, and we grow in a desire to keep it going that way. Clean hands, pure hearts sharp minds. Fearing the Lord brings a supernatural humility. Those who do, yield to God no matter what. They receive the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, experience a deep sense of spiritual security, and they acquire a belief that they will be delivered from death on a daily basis and forever. They live with humble confidence and spiritual comfort. It's not about them any longer. Their egos are gone, completely erased. 
Those fearing the Lord are rewarded with the promise of security and protection from death, provision of daily needs and prosperity. They don't run away from the Lord. They always run to him. We admire them and we want to be like them. We want to be blessed. These, my friends, are just a few characteristics of the God-fearing people. And I hope that while listening to the descriptions, you realize that living on the healthy side of the fear is actually easily achievable. All we need to do is to completely surrender to him. Let him guide us. And most of all, let him love us. Let me lead you in a prayer. I will leave you with a few minutes of melody so you can have a soul-to-soul chat with your father. Go to war asking that the Lord helps you become fully devoted to him. Those are the best prayers. Father, you ask for so little of us, yet what you ask feels so monumental to us. You ask that you are the center of our universe and that all we do honors you. You hold our hands and you guide us. You pick us up when we trip and you comfort us when we fall. You never turn your face away from us. You are so good to us. Lord, I ask that every person listening today spends a minute going through the checklist and realizing that honoring you and fearing you is attainable. I ask that they realize that is the way of living they want to be known for. I ask that you show them where they need to be corrected and guide them back to the right path. Oh, Father, I ask that you award them with protection, provision, and prosperity. I boldly ask that you enter their hearts and empty them of anything that is not of you. Father, show them that fearing you comes with so much love and joy and peace. And that while they fear you, they will stop fearing men.